Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. What a nice day today. Yes, we're hiding out in uh, near the Ballard Locks right now. It's a lovely area. With our, our guest in his hidden away uh, auto sales department. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a great place to be. Yeah. yeah. How you been, man? Oh, long time no see. Yeah, you know, every it's been once, like once, two, three days. Two, three days, maybe. Yeah, it's been good. Busy. Uh, the weather's getting nice, and uh, hoping to get out and enjoy it this weekend. We'll see. It's uh, you know, always so much adulting to do. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta like go that. play though, man. Weather like this. Talk about perfect riding weather. I'm looking at an electric motorcycle out the window right now, uh-huh. and uh, uh, I yeah, we'll get into that and a lot of other things later. I have a. Uh, it's making me yearn for even more motorcycles. Mm. That's what, that's what I thought you needed. You need more motorcycles. Always. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was telling a guest. Um, Never I, have enough. Exactly. Exactly. And so they don't take up as much space. I can get like Fair. five bikes for one car, a Fair. small car. Even. Okay. So I've got this uh, um, Super 73 C1X on order. Because you had one of those, right? I, I had a, that's the, the one that scared the crap out of me. That is an electric bicycle, though. Okay. This is an electric motorcycle. Okay. So plate, the whole nine, the nice $2,500 tax credit the fast charging and i'm really excited to ride it because the more i see them as i've gotten older my desire to go really really fast all the time on a motorcycle has gone through the floor like it's not what i want i want to go cruise around have a good time that's why i love the monkey so much that's Mm -hmm. why i like taking the 450 off road and i can't wait to have like an electric motorcycle because of all the platforms i think of how much in my personal experience that i would love electric it's motorcycle so i'm really excited for that see i think i want to I, I want an electric dirt bike uh dj's got one. Oh I man that'd be, torque off road. that'd be kind of fun they're yeah. kind of scary off-road yeah that's i mean <laughs> I don't like this company's building electric off-road bike uh, motorcycle that's a, a dirt bike version of this Ooh. they just they just announced it this is called a how do you say it sondor's Sondor's metacycle mm-hmm. okay well, you'll be so cool. you, you longtime listeners will probably know that voice, or your motorsports fans will probably know that voice. We're going to get into that right after. If you've ever been trapped in a bathroom, right? You're going to know that. <laughs> no, okay. not on purpose. Not, not on purpose. purpose. No. Exactly. no. Uh, well, first we're going to do our Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. Um, speaking of electric cars, this was not planned, but um, I was somebody asked me that I got an odd message said, "Hey, I need to get new tires for my Tesla." Is there anything I need to know? Can I just get regular tires? And I looked and I was like, I was like, you know, that's actually a better question than I thought because no, you can't. You, I mean, technically, yes, you could get the same tires everybody else gets for your Tesla and you'd be fine. But electric cars, you have to think about really different considerations. One being the weight. You have a load rating issue when you have a lot of weight down low like that. So if you have a 100D with a large battery pack, all the electric motors, you've got a lot more weight on your tires. Also, you want low rolling resistance if you want efficiency. In it. And electric cars are all about efficiency. Obviously, they can throw it on the grip because they got all that torque on demand instantly. But the, yeah, um, Tesla tires, foam-filled for lower rolling resistance. Um, you also have a car that makes virtually no noise. So you Tesla notice- tires are foam-filled? Like, they have foam pads inside the tires, yeah. Did not um, know that. And um, when they get really cold, you'll actually notice the balance will change and the sound of your car will change because that has to like warm up more. But um, yeah, warm up your foam. Yeah, I got yeah. It. If you have an electric car, though, you do, and you are looking all about efficiency. Now, if you want a plaid and you want to do a track days or something, or you're an autocross driver, yeah, you're probably going to go to your Michelin Pilot Sport four or five. You know, the Pirellis, whatever you're into, and that. But you're going to lose a lot of efficiency, and you're going to lose a lot of traction. They're going to you're going to wear through them really fast. In fact, about twenty five percent faster uh, with a regular tire versus an EV tire. So there <laughs> are tires specially formulated for electric cars. It's mainly due to load rating, but it's also low rolling resistance. They also have a much flatter profile to distribute that load. So they have stiffer sidewalls, a flatter, uh, a flatter profile than most tires. And um, the compounds are totally different for that because you've got all that torque. Think of a regular, like just 
all season tire trying to put down grip of like a, a you know a sport tire yeah because i mean you nail the gas on a tesla you're, you're hauling gone. ass instantly mm-hmm. which is great it's yeah. half the fun of an electric vehicle That's but right. you're going to just smoke your tires if you're getting regular tires off a regular car so yes winter tires stuff like that we're getting the manufacturers are getting better and better tire technology has come so far in the last even just several years we've we're finally seeing all seasons that are not no seasons so things are coming along well but do keep that in mind if you're looking for tires for your car. They probably do make a sp- specific tire for your car if you're driving a mainstream electric like a Tesla. Some of the smaller hybrids, it's not as big of a deal, but think of big uh, SUVs. Like if you've got a new Hummer EV, you've got a 9,000-pound vehicle. You do need special load-rating tires. And if you plug in your – I tried doing this for fun. If you plug in different vehicles, they will give you specific tires for that vehicle, much like they do Porsche or Corvette or any other car. Tesla's got the same thing where they have a Tesla tire. They have different things like that. So keep that in mind. You do not get the same tires. It was an interesting little road to go down when somebody asked me. Maserati tried that with the Ghibli. There's, there's a, there's a Well, everybody has their tire. preferred tire. Yeah. Don't be wrong, but yeah. there are very big oh, yeah. differences in these. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you. Huh. Okay. Learned yeah. something new. I had no idea they were foam filled. I did not. Well, I so, knew about yeah. that because I'd seen them off cars before, but I had no idea how many different tires there were on the market specifically for EVs. <laughs> Like I, I knew there was going to be like a preferred tire, like all manufacturers seem to have these days, but I didn't realize that they were very specific and, and very different. And you, this is not just a cash grab. Like, we're yeah, no, go, well, no, well, no, we need special tires. Yeah. Wink, wink. Yeah. No, they actually are different tires. So <laughs> cool stuff. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Now, the, when I dove into it, I was like, oh yeah, that actually does make a lot of sense. I didn't think about that. Huh, okay. Especially when you're rolling that weight around in a corner. <laughs> The six thousand pound car. Yeah, most people aren't because they're sitting in traffic going three miles an hour while their car's driving for them. So, but other than that, yeah, yeah, not <laughs> so, such a big deal in traffic. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah. that's your Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. Um, yeah, it's not just a cash grab; it's an interesting little tidbit. good to know. Yeah. Well, this guest. I mean, I don't know how long we've known each other. Uh, too long. Too long. <laughs> too long. Yeah. The minute <laughs> Get we out. met. The minute we met, we knew it was too long. Uh, Dominic Dobson, you have been on the podcast before, back when we were Rain City. Um, we've known each other through, our, we have a mutual friend, uh, Katrina, who cuts our hair yep. and through Concorso. Uh, we've, Such a we've, fun connection. We, we, we've shared a living room sleeping <laughs> in Monterey. Where if any place With you can find a sleep. other good friends. Absolutely, <laughs> just having a wonderful time. So welcome back to the Avance Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, if you don't know who Dominic Dobson is, you need to go out and check that out because um, he's had a little bit of a racing history in, uh, in a few cars, just a little bit here and there. Um, you should definitely go back and listen to his first episode, which we will pin. But I mean, I'm sitting in this beautiful office with all of this racing history and there's, 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 there's things on the wall that says we're back and it's Dominic's photo next to Mario Andretti and things like that because he's, he's raced there everything. But I haven't figured out if I should hang that or hide it. I think you should. I mean, it attracts it. I think it's kind of cool. It, it's, a, it's an ad for Haveline and it's a really cool ad, I think. So, um, hi, Ben. <laughs> I've been well. You've been I've well? been well. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, good, good. Um, boys, uh, a lot of water has gone under the bridge since the last time we talked. I know. Uh, both in terms of, you know, just. Uh, not so much racing stuff, but just life in general in the car world and, you know, kids growing up and travel and yeah, yeah. And I we can't are, complain. We are sitting in your beautiful dealership and repair at, at Dobson Stuttgart, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, and we can literally see the water here in, in uh, almost the locks. Beautiful location. Uh, really Almost it. waterfront. Almost water. I mean, technically it's waterfront. Between those two trees, you can see it. You know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and the fact that I can see through your motorcycle, it makes it so much easier to see the water. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Where the fuel tank should be. Absolutely, yeah. You don't need a fuel tank there. So, um, how long have you been here? 
Uh, we moved in here October of 2021. Okay. So uh, what, about a year and a half now? Okay. Um, we looked a long time for a space. We were sharing space or renting space from John Goodman at his race shop about a mile from here. And we just outgrew it. They wanted to repurpose the shop. So the timing was good. We looked around, finally found this spot and um, got all moved in. Uh, well, we were probably settled in by January of last year. Yeah. Well, now let's go back into your racing history because I'm we're here because and and I'm gonna t- we're gonna title this episode is that you're going back to Le Mans. Mm-hmm. You can only go back to Le Mans if you've been to Le Mans, correct? That's a very true statement. That's a very true statement. I, I'm, every once in a while, something true comes out. Yeah. So I raced there in um, well, little backstory. Um, Walter Gerber, who I bought the business from about seven years ago and ran it as Gerber Motorsport. My brother had been working there. Walter was our team manager for Bayside Racing. And I drove the Porsche 962 and the IndyCar for Bruce Levin, who owned Bayside. Everybody in Seattle who's, you know, knows yep. about cars has either met Bruce or <laughs> yeah. know Bruce or heard about Bruce. And Walter was a team manager. So we got to know each other. And after he, uh, they shut the, the team down, Walter started the shop and, and uh, did that. And then he calls me up one day and um, he said, I've got, uh, got a call from Vern Schupen. Um, this would have been 1989. So we were actually still racing the, the, the Porsche and the IndyCar then. He said, I got a call from Vern Schupen. The sponsors at Le Mans want an American driver. And uh, I put your name forth. So do you know anybody? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can't think of anybody. No. Nope. Oh, wait. No, wait, I'm free that weekend. I'll be there. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, that, that year, um, Le Mans didn't conflict with any of the IndyCar or IMSA races. Often it does. Okay. And so uh, Vern called me and we made a deal and I got in a plane and, and flew over there and raced uh, the Takafuji number 33 red 962 with uh, co-drivers Jean Lacy. I think people have probably heard of him who yeah. had just won the Formula 2 championship or actually I think it was Formula 3000 in those days championship and had gotten a contract with Ferrari to race F1. Okay. And then Will Hoy who was a uh, touring car champion from Britain was my other co-driver. So it was the three of us and uh, that was 1989. So Had you ever driven there before? No. You'd never been on the track. I mean, I mean never been man. on the track, you know. Yep. If, if people don't know about Le Mans, it it's a, there's still to this day part of its street streets, like public streets and things like that they close off, right? Yes. They still do yeah, a portion yeah. of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. a portion of it, like I said. And it's it over is, over 8 miles long too. Eight yeah. miles yeah. long, yeah. 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 Yes. And the infamous is it Mulson? Hey, say Mulson? Mulson Strait. Mulson Strait where I mean some of the best speed records in the world have been broken and things like that. Well, and the cool thing was 89 was the last year where they ran the entire Mulson Strait. There was only the kink. Yeah, then in they the added the kink. Yeah. In 19 No, the kink was always there yeah. in the middle of the straightaway, but it was flat out. It was just a little bit just yeah. a, it was a bend. Think. And then in 1990 before the 90 race, they put in two chicanes to slow yeah. the cars down. Right, yeah. Which so, everybody, all the young kids will know because you can see it in Forza, so yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason that's I know what it looks like. So yeah, pretty yeah, much, right. yeah, yeah. So you were asked to go over there. You had never done it before. Was it was it a pretty interesting experience to do it the first time? Oh, it was just mind-boggling. It's like going in the first time I did the Indy 500. You know, it's just such a big event. So oh, many just the people. Indy 500. Yeah, no I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, in terms of just the scope of the event and the number of people who go there and the wildness of the fans and the, the just the veracity of everything, um, we did some practice during the day, uh, you know, 
tech inspection is a spectacle in and of itself. It's like on the Wednesday, everyone brings their cars to downtown Lamar. They do it on the streets. They close down so the cool. whole town. No That's kids so go cool. to school. Nobody goes to work. They all show up for tech inspection. How and they get to see all the cars go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they sit there the in their chairs and That's they weird. sip their champagne. What? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well. Stupid American in your Porsche. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. And then, you know, we did some night practice and um, the race didn't go our way. We had a lot of issues uh the the main one being and and if whenever anyone ever googles my name in lamar they're going to see a horrific fire (laughs) yeah i mean it looks like you know kiev at night were you (laughs) were you sleep smoking again (laughs) (laughs) what happened was um a there was a porsche builds all the motors for those cars in those days yes and they they somehow got a batch of bad fuel fittings um, that all cracked. Four cars caught fire, all Porsches. Ours was the worst. And it and the fuel line must have broke at the end of the Molson breaking for the Indianapolis hairpin. And I start taking off up the Indianapolis straightaway. And all of a sudden, I'm smelling something funky. And I'm looking in my rearview mirror, and I see a trail of flame that's big. So I decided I probably should stop the car. Now's a good time to get out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to blow yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Long story short, people can watch the video. I, I got out. Um, it, was a little, it was a little tentative because I opened the door once and I undid the belts, but I didn't loosen the shoulder straps. And anyone who knows anything about getting that out of a race car, no, you have to loosen the shoulder straps to get your arms out of the belts because it's a five-point belt. Well, I opened the door, undid the belt, tried to get out. I was pinned in the car. I couldn't get out. So I had to lean back. And then the door slammed shut, and now the fire is getting warm, and the cockpit's filling with smoke. And I'm trying not to exaggerate this, but it was one of those moments I thought, okay, Dom, this is when you stay calm and you live, or you panic and you die. Yeah. Because it's just that moment. It's getting really close. So I managed to just undo the belts, get my arms out, open the door, get the hell out, ran, you know. And my friend said, you run like a girl. I'm like... (laughs) Hey, if your ass was on fire, you you just run <laughs> home. You can't. All I want to do is get over the guardrail into the forest, <laughs> away from the fire. I saw how Ricky Bobby dealt with it. So yeah, yeah. Like, I'm on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I wanted to be away from the thing that was on fire. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. It's yes. just self-preservation, like any you know race car driver thing. So anyway, that was the end of our race, and the three other cars burned that year. Porsche um, accepted responsibility. And rebuilt all four cars for those four customers. That was going to be my next question because that's going to come into this conversation here. What happened to that car? Well, it it got rebuilt um, and Vern raced it again um, later that year. You know, they, they quick did, rebuild. Well, yeah. you know, they were in, they were part of the WC circuit. So they, yeah, yeah. they got it rebuilt. And, and then it, you know, I, I think maybe it raced again the following year and then it got bought by another guy. I, I drove the car again at, um, the first Rensport event at Lime Rock in 2000, maybe 99 or 2000. Yeah. I can't remember. I think it was 2000. And he said, Hey, do you want to drive the car? I said, sure. I get in at like second lap. The suspension breaks. I'm going to check the fuel. I'm going to check the fuel filters first. And the, no. yeah. oh, it was a different problem. The yeah. suspension the broke. Suspension so I went flying off the track. You don't I didn't hit anything. Yeah. So now oh, I'm good. like, okay, two strikes. Mm-hmm. And then it went through a couple more hands. It sat in a woman's garage in England for years. It belonged to her husband. He passed. She, you know, I, she sent me a picture of it covered in dust. It had like, you know, boxes of, you know, old shoes on top of it. It was really pathetic, all flat tires. Anyway, this fella from Germany, Thomas, bought the car. Uh, had the whole thing rebuilt by Porsche recently. And he uh, 
comes up to me at Laguna Seca uh, at the vintage races, and he said, I b- bought your old race car at Le Mans, and I want to get the team back together and run it in the classic Le Mans. Would you be interested? I said, yeah, absolutely I would. That sounds great. I mean, it tried to kill me twice. Yeah. Third time might be the charm. Hey, let's yeah, check yeah, let's the suspension and the yeah. fuel lines yeah, and exactly. go for it. Yeah, yeah I mean, what I, else still got, go I still got life insurance, <laughs> right? and it should be good. <laughs> yeah. So That says anyway, a lot for being a race car driver. For, you got life insurance. Well, yeah. he said, can you help me get a hold of Will Hoy and Jean Lisi? Because I'd like to put the whole team together. I said, well, Will's going to be tough because he passed away um, about 10 years ago from a brain aneurysm, yeah. unrelated to any car stuff. And I said, but I think I can probably track down Jean Lisi. We did. And he said, I'd love to, but I'm under contract with Ferrari and they won't let me drive a Porsche, even in a vintage race. Okay. Wow. Like, nothing but a Ferrari. That's very Ferrari. So I'm like, like, okay, I guess I'm the last guy standing. I'm alive I and I don't have a contract. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I'm willing to drive anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we've been trying for about five years and every year something went wrong. Either the, you know, the French wouldn't accept his car or he missed a deadline or I couldn't get my license in time. Finally this year, all the planets aligned and we're going to do it. Awesome. So what is the difference? I mean, are you guys racing during the race, or is, there, is it a separate race for the vintage race? It's a separate event. Okay. So the Le Mans 24 Hour is the middle of June, and that's the big serious event, all the factories right. and everything. And that's the event we raced in 89. The Le Mans Classic is an interesting format. It's a 24-hour event, and as I understand it, I do three 45-minute races over the course of 24 hours. Okay. So cool. I might race at, you know, if the event starts at 4, I might race at... 6 p.m. and then at 3 a.m. and then at 10 a.m. the next morning or something. I, I haven't seen the exact schedule, but because us old cars and old drivers uh-huh. need a little rest. Uh-huh. We need some nap time. Absolutely. You know? yeah. yeah. That's still intense as hell. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I would challenge anybody to do like an endurance rate at your local go-kart track and then come back and tell me you can do 45 minutes at Le Mans. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, you know, it's, um, it's still going to be very intense. And the night driving will be... Yeah, interesting. Yeah. We don't well. talk about go kart racing between you and me, and you know why. I'm still sorry, man. Yeah, you, yeah. He ran me off the track, and I got black flagged. <laughs> oh, so I did it good right. Job. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. You, you side with him. Right. I knew you were going to side. No, no, it's your last name for stopping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, strategy. <laughs> yeah, strategy. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. So you you were talking about the the gentleman that owned the car and and the woes of trying to get the car accepted and things like that. What are they looking for? I mean, I, I know you had to qualify again. You had to prove to them to get your driver's license, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I had to get my license back, which took a fair number of, I wouldn't say pulling in favors, but talking to a lot of people about getting your FIA license back at my age, it, it requires some effort. Uh, but I managed to do it. The car had to be completely rebuilt. And the funny thing was he rebuilt the car, entered it, they accepted it. Um, we couldn't do it that year for a variety of reasons. And then he went back the following, it's every two years they do the classic. Oh, okay. So Oof. he went back two years later and they said, well, have you had the thing crack check? He said, yeah, I had a crack check before two years ago. And the crack, car's not crack check. All the suspension. They want to see papers, to Welds, all the suspension, okay, yeah, well, sure. crack check, all that stuff. You don't want the suspension breaking. That would be bad. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, no, exactly. that happened once. That, I don't yeah, need exactly. it again. <laughs> and so apparently what they told him was, well, you have to do it all over again. He's like, the car hasn't run. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's two years old now. You have to go get the whole... And so he told them to stuff it. Oh. So that was one fail. You know, so now we're finally on... The French like the love it when you tell them off. Try. They love it. Especially, <laughs> yeah. If you're, yeah, especially if you're German or English. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. I told them that in a rental car bill, and they did. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Okay, so it had, it had to basically go through a total... So you have to be... In, you have to put... You have to put forth all this documentation that's been inspected, and then Correct. it has to get there, and it has to be inspected again? Yeah. Oh, of fun. course. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm sure and, there's a and, fee for both of those too. Oh yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're they're not shy about charging sure. you for that. I don't know what the entry fee is, but yeah, yeah. the whole effort is going to cost him a small fortune. Yeah. Okay. But this is what people do when they've got a classic race car, and he's got quite a collection. I've not seen it. I'm actually going to Munich, where he lives a week ahead of time to shoot. They're making a movie oh. about this whole event. Very cool. And so we're going to do interviews, and I don't know if I'm driving the car somewhere during that week. I, I'm a little sketchy on the details at this point. Yeah, let's go get some coffee. But we'll know. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we may just take it down to the local coffee shop. I and, hope you do. That'd yeah, be that'd awesome. Be that'd be awesome. <laughs> Haven't put a cup holder in it, just for you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's vintage racing. So you guys are racing on the same track, right? They're, they don't change the track for vintage. Correct. Okay. Same track, different weekend. Okay. Yeah. So it's just yeah. a different weekend. Is it close to the actual? Not Two weeks later. the actual race. Okay. okay. Yeah. So middle of June is the 24-hour, and ours is the very into June first okay. part of July. So. Yeah, better weather. Yeah. Be well, nice. that way they, they leave the track all set up. Yeah. yeah. Because they're, you know, it's a combination of a road course and streets. So they just set it up once and just say, hey, it's closed for a month or however long it takes to set the thing up. So who else is driving the car then? Nobody. No. They're just sprint races. They're just sprint races. He, okay. Yeah. So, so he's, he's said, uh, you know, he's got his license and he's ready in case, you know, I get tired or something <laughs> like mean, that. If I, if I had that type of wealth and wanted, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd want to drive it. Like, I mean, that would be amazing. Like, I'm so envious of you. I think that's going to be such a cool thing. I have thing. a different take on that. Really? Because, I, like, I would want to drive it, but not in that setting. Like, I would want to go to my, like, my, if I had that kind of wealth, I would want to do, like, my own private track day. But there is something about, like, I've had pro drivers drive some of my other cars, and there is a huge smile on my face when I get to see what a car can do because I'm not capable of doing it. So seeing a pro driver take it out there and really use it is a different kind of joy. Because, like, you know, that's not my career. I can't do that with my car. So I it's mean, nice to see somebody really use it the way it, like, it was fully intended. Because I know I'll never get there. It's just not my skill set. Let's be honest. If I had that type of money, I'd be driving into the store. Just because you... Oh, 100%. Just 100%. I'd be <laughs> like, just to get pulled over. <laughs> well, I've actually heard a good story about that. Um, a friend of mine, I probably should leave his name out, owned a 962, lived in Medina, and someone dared him to drive it to the QFC to get groceries. Sure. Oh, so yeah. he did. Yeah. He drove it, got his groceries, parked in the parking lot, and drove home. I wasn't there to witness I, that, so it's all secondhand, but sounds like a great idea to me. I think at that point I'd want to be pulled over. Yeah. Just to, just to watch some cop be like, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm going to write you a ticket. For what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's your license plate number? Don't have one. Here's my trip permit. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Yeah, exactly. You know why I pulled you over? Because I let you. <laughs> Here's the tech inspection sheet from Lamar. Is, yeah. is that okay? I had a crack, I had the crack test done. It's good. Yeah, exactly. a, a, do the brake lights work? I mean, yeah. I, I know a lot of cops, and like you'd have to catch them on a really bad day. Otherwise, they'd just be like, eh. I think you probably got pulled over, and they said, oh, cool car. Yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. yeah. 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 What is it? Can I go for a ride? Yeah. 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 They'd be like, absolutely. Yeah, just, you know, don't take it through a school zone. Have fun. Like, that's the first place I take it. You know, <laughs> school kids and think that's so awesome. That's like, kind of creepy. Pick somebody. Yeah. Okay. That's not what I meant. <laughs> that's the first place so, I yeah. take it. School zone. That's not what I meant. Okay. That's Freudian slip. That's a white but band yeah, thing. So. <laughs> so, what type of prep have you been doing to be able to get ready for this? Well, interestingly enough, so I broke my shoulder a couple of years ago on my bicycle, of all things, 
And so it's been, it's been tough. Shoulders are tough and I had no idea how bad it was going to be. So I decided that, and as a result of that, I just haven't been keeping up on my training because I really haven't done much racing. So I hired a trainer, I'm working out four times a week and, you know, just trying to eat well and just physically get myself in shape. And then mentally, um, I'm part owner and founder of a company called VR Motion down in Portland. That's what I was going to say. Are you doing any other type of training? Yes. Virtual reality driver training. And our product is designed for commercial truck drivers, law enforcement, first responders, kids. You know, it's not racing at all. However, we have a racing sim. And so I've been going down. We keep it in a hangar down in, in Hillsborough, outside of Portland. And I've been going down there, uh, been down there twice now. And I just do two days back to back. And I just drive and drive and drive in the sim in a you know similar car. We don't have a Porsche 962 um, at Le Mans. Because I've not driven on the new track with the chicanes. And they've also made some other changes where they've tightened up a lot of the corners just to slow the cars down. Because oh, they were just going way yeah. too fast. And so that's been really good, really eye-opening. Um, I went down in April, and I think my lap times were around a 3.49. And this last weekend, I got down to a 3.43, so I was really happy with that. I think I got a couple seconds left. I'm going to go down again in June, probably twice in June. And um, the so car you're using push. in the sim, would you say? What? It's the, the closest thing we could find was the Nissan GTP okay. car, IMSA so pretty, GTP car. It's pretty oh, close as yeah. far as what you're, okay. So yeah, it's similar. Yeah. I think it's probably a little faster than a 962, but I'd okay. rather drive a faster car than a slower right. one. Yeah. Sure. Um, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I've been helping but, Garav put together his simulator, and he says, I, he, he told me today, he goes, I think it's, I put more work into my simulator than my actual car trying to get it perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're no joke now. I mean, that's, and you can speak to this a little bit, obviously. I mean, the, the, what simulators have become and the fact oh, that, yeah. you know, um, oh. the amount of money and time you can save by not putting somebody on a track in a car with gas and fuel and tires and things like and that. And just the lack of risk. You lack know, of you risk, just yeah. eliminate all of that. If you, you fall know, out of a simulator, you have better, you well, have it, big, some bigger issues. I mean, yeah. look at the whole Gran Turismo series. Like, they're actually placing sim drivers in race cars. You because know, they, the, have you seen the movie? I've seen the the previews, yeah. Yeah, so that's a movie now, too. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm not surprised, though. It makes sense. And then, you know, Force is doing the same thing, where it's like, you know, those there's so much it's detail serious. in the setup. Yep. Yeah, like, and that's just over-the-counter, you know, buy your game for 60 bucks. Steal. Yeah, but the the real racing has that, that's missing that one reset button. Where you, yes, yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Well, you know, it's funny, because the, the path to any kind of car racing used to be karting, right? Mm-hmm. All the yeah. kids start in karting, and then they move up to, you know, whatever form of production cars, what have you. Now... They're doing sim racing, and they're going straight from sim racing into a real car. Yeah. And, it, and they're doing very well. I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, I think the first time they crash the thing is probably a real shock yeah. to their <laughs> system. It's like, oh, wow, that hurts. Yeah. I mean, it, there's obviously, I've not spent that much time in a race car, but I mean, you would think that the, the heat and everything would be so much different. Like, obviously, you can sit in a room and crank up the heat, and, and but, you know, sitting in a real car. They're getting now, though. They're getting up to the point now where you get into that that level, and those, uh, oh, thank you. I will take more of that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to spill. Dominic is giving us very good wine. I'm actually very. Yeah, but I don't want to do it over yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, yeah, yeah like the the real. I've I've been looking online at some of the like the the guys who are racing F1, the simulators they use, and they are like bringing up the heat to inside car temperatures, and you know all the hydraulics to move them around. I mean, obviously you can't simulate G forces in that level, but at the same time, it's it's pretty intense what they're going through to do this stuff. Oh, sure. I yeah. mean, heat, you know, putting on a driver's suit, putting on your boots, putting mm-hmm. on your gloves. Um, you know, we do everything in VR, so you can't really wear a helmet, but um, man, it's a workout. I, I could yeah, go pedal like, feedback and steering feedback. Yeah, like 10, 10 laps. I'm like, I got to, 
I got to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm okay. feeling dehydrated and, you know, well, literally sweating. Yeah. Three so, something a lap times 10 laps. That's almost 45 minutes. You're going to be good. Yeah. 45 minutes <laughs> yeah, time. It's amazing <laughs> how quickly the time goes. You're like, it's only a 10 lap race, but exactly. you're a long lap. Yeah. The frustrating thing about Lamar, I found, is that, you know, most tracks are, what, minute and a half laps or two minute laps max. This is the, almost a four minute lap. And the two toughest corners to nail every time are the two last corners before start finish. So you can have like the perfect dynamite lap and then you screw up the last corner and it not only wrecks that lap, it wrecks the last lap, the next lap. So now you have to go through it. So really it's a seven minute delay before you can have another shot to get a good Ooh, and, that, and yeah. that's those it's are they that sh- little tight chicanes, yeah, chicanes right okay. at the end leading on to the main only played them in force like, <laughs> yeah, so still like, yeah. yeah but so, still you know but they're like literally into. first gear you know kind of 40 mile hour corners it's slowing those, you down yeah mm-hmm. right before yep. you go through the grandstands there, that's yeah. right okay. yeah so we never was a tumbling <laughs> mercedes like in the 50s <laughs> yeah oh that's the one thing i have spent enough time in forza and things like that i i know those tracks i don't think i could ever race them in real life but i know them enough that i i mean you know i think i know the breaking points or at least the game tells me the breaking points yeah but at the same time well just the muscle memory of you know getting to be able if you can close your eyes and and envision a lap and and get somewhere close to that lap time just in your brain sure then you've you, you've got that track down, you know, so it's the way it should be. Yeah. There's, I was talking to somebody about this a long time ago and they were like, yeah, but I'm never going to be a race car driver and all that. I said, yeah, but you can go do a track day. And mm-hmm. if you've done a simulator lap, at least you know what's coming up. And that saves you so much, even just for fun. Like you don't have to go out there to do a, you know, a lap day and like go do a race. You can go do a track day in any car you got, take everything out of it and go have some fun. And if you know yeah. the track ahead of time, it's so much more fun because sure. you know, what's coming at you. Sure. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. You know which way the next corner goes. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, you knew. <laughs> yeah. No, I did. I did. I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, grandstand. So that's amazing. I think that's going to be such an interesting opportunity. And you said they're going to be making a movie about this. Can you speak on that at all? Or um, All I really know is that it's for his own private collection. I asked yeah. him, is this a commercial thing? What, what is it? And he said, no, I just, I make a movie about every car I own. Oh, that's and he cool. just kind of documents it all. So, okay. and he, you know, I, I, I believe I've not seen his collections. I've not been there, but um, I think he's got some cars that have some history. And so, he's just part of his whole documenting the history of the car and what happened. That's so. And that's inter- really cool. That I, I understand we're going to do interviews, some current driving, you know, with the car at Le Mans, and then some historical footage that they found of the car in 1989. How bad was the car burned? Like, did it burn to the ground when, with you? Like gone okay yeah so i i don't know what they saved from it but i think it's that the chassis plate was salvageable oh, got it okay you know and maybe yeah. i don't know what else but okay. yeah it burned badly um yeah because they they couldn't even put it out you know it's once oh. that carbon starts burning and all yeah. that it's very difficult and the stupid thing was it's stupid probably on my part but it's not something i feel bad about i probably end up stopping that car equidistant between two corner marshal stations just because I wanted to stop. I wasn't interested in finding the You're next station. Right. Right. By yeah. the time I found, I figured out the car was on fire, I put my foot on the brakes and nothing. Pedal yeah. went right to the floor because ah. it already melt, boiled the brake fluid. Oh. And so I ended up kind of just grinding it against the guardrail to stop it. And I just happened to be a long ways from anything. So I got out of the car and it was a while. And the into the forest. There you go. Burn, <laughs> yeah. And then these guys are running with their fire extinguishers. And it was kind of a Keystone Cops thing. You know, <laughs> one guy blew off his whole extinguisher. You call it premature. Extinguisher. 
extinguisher. Extinguisher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Extinguisher, <laughs> extinguishing. Yeah, trying exactly. to write, get the right Happens word there. Happens to everybody. He yeah. was excited. <laughs> it was probably his first time using exactly, it. Exactly, yeah. Goes another, on guy, another guy fell, and, you know, that extinguisher makes this giant dust cloud. And a yeah. yellow flag, I found a yellow flag in America means slow down and don't let, don't passing. In Europe means go faster because everyone else would be slowing down. So we had cars going past the scene of this fire through a cloud of fire extinguisher and fire smoke going a hundred plus miles an hour. <laughs> and one of the corner workers literally tripped and fell. And I thought while well, I was watching this piece of video, like I'm shocked no one died in that whole thing. You know, me or the corner worker, one of the yeah, corner, sure. corner workers who have no protection whatsoever. You know, they're out there trying to volunteer to help people <laughs> be part but, of the race. Yeah. Yeah, well, they got a great story. Yeah, <laughs> was terrifying. Um, the video feed apparently showed the fire, and then me stopping the door opening, me not getting out, the door slamming shut, and then they cut back to the race. So my crew in the pits watched this, He's and they're like, "In the car, he's gone. Yep, yeah. he's gone." They knew nothing. They couldn't get any information. It took me an hour to get back. I had to hitch a ride with a you know turn worker through the forest. I was as far away from the pits as you can get, total opposite end of the track. By the time I got back, I walked up to the pit garage and the guy sees me. He's like, oh, you're still alive. We didn't know. I said, yeah, I'm here. It's so not like, funny, we, but it's also... It wasn't funny at the yeah, time. It's funny now. Now you can yeah. laugh. You're like, yeah, I'm alive. Yeah. You're yeah. like, damn it. Damn, yeah. <laughs> you killed our car. I owe you five that bucks, guy. Carl. <laughs> he's alive, yeah. yeah. Jeez. That's amazing. I mean, and that was 89. 89, 34 years like ago. Somebody could have radioed. Been like, hey, he's alive. Did they have radios back then? <laughs> I don't know. Back then. <laughs> yeah. the old I've CB seen Night Rider there. Double, there. Yeah, double exactly. CB I, antenna. I, I'm not sure that I actually had the wherewithal to get on the radio. I'm like, hey, I'm on fire. I'll be getting out. I'm fine. No, not yeah. that. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, you'd think somebody at the track <laughs> could have said, hey, worker, he's on his way back. You uh, would think he's, so. He's, Maybe he's, they just didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> A stupid American. He's alive. <laughs> Another funny thing that happened when I first got there on, you know, first day I got there for a tech inspection, I looked at the car and they had, you know, Will Hoy and they had a little English flag next to his name. They had Jean Lacey, they had a French flag next to me. And then they had my name, they had a German flag next to my name. So I asked the crew chief, I said, why, why do you have a German flag next to my name? He's like, because you're German. And I said, mm, actually, I'm an American. He's like, no, you're German. I said, um, nine i'm, I'm not sure. german <laughs> i'm pretty sure i know yeah exactly what nationality sure. i am it's like no you were born in germany so you must be german i'm like yeah i was born in germany but i'm not a german, german. right yeah. Yeah. yeah so he looked it up he went and talked to Vern. he's like oh i'm so sorry we'll change that for the next day <laughs> <laughs> i mean how many people go, you know sit there and like no. fight you for the, no you're not <laughs> i thought it was hilarious yes. it, we got along great after that it was the, it was funny. that bonding he moment he was expecting I just you to get mad nine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not German. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So is that probably the closest call you've had as far as oh, that, that fire? For yeah. sure. That's, that's as close as you ever want to be. As close as I ever. I had a couple of small fires in IndyCar, methanol fires, but those are more like a lot of people jumping around because the methanol burns at a lower temperature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't see it. That's yeah. just about All to you say, see yeah. is like the heat waves. Yeah. Now they put an additive in that methanol. You can see the flame, but back in when I was running, they didn't. It was just this invisible heat. And and you could put out with water. That was the other thing too. So oh yeah, I'd be sitting in the car. All of a sudden, it got hot because the fuel guy messed up and you know a little fuel dumped on. So just throw a five gallon bucket of water at you, and then you drive away in the pits and keep racing. Sure. <laughs> Let's hope that got that out. Yeah. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. 
Oh, man. So, I mean, doing this, does it make you want to go back and race more? Is this something you'd like to continue to do? Well, you know, the races I've done since I I retired in in 1998 from professional racing and right. i've just kind of dabbled i've done vintage racing yeah. i did pike's peak i did a baja um you know pike's peak was great baja was not um <laughs> but i would do i would do i would do both again um i've done that um eight hour enduro in portland a couple of times with andrew evans yeah. and yeah. a couple of other guys yeah. so i i always enjoy it i go back and doing it but i'm just so busy now with other stuff that you know getting up and driving a race car every day is just not in front of my mind but I think it'd be good for me to go do it um, and, you know, make a, a good mark. And I hope that the owner doesn't have, like, super high expectations about it. Because I looked at the entry list, and there's a lot of fast cars. I'm the only two American drivers of all, and there's 59 entries in my class. Wow. The group C class. So it's 59 be cars or 59 people? 59 cars. Okay. Wow. And is and is this is, with the vintage racing? Is there something to be won, or is this just out there to show off the cars? Pure ego. Pure ego. Pure okay. ego. <laughs> yeah, that's I, ego. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. That's something to yeah. be won. Yeah. What are you on the track with that you've uh, that's caught your eye? Well, I've just only looked at the entry list that they uh-huh. published, and you know, it's a lot of um, everything from Porsche. There's probably a dozen 962s. There's some Jag, uh, uh, quite a few Jag Jaguar. Um, Tyga, Spice, um, some other cars that I don't really know what they are, but they're Group C cars of the period. And, and you know, there's a range of different years. So yeah, there's that a was handicap be my system. Yeah. Like what makes, what, what allows a car to be there as far as vintage racing? I think as long as it's a Group C car from some range of years, okay. it's a uh, it's thing. But what I didn't realize, and I was looking through the rules, is that they have age handicaps. So if you're 30 or younger, you've got a big handicap. Like they add... Oh, as a driver. As a driver, if you're 30 years or younger, which, you know, you shouldn't be in a vintage car if you're that young. You should still be racing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They give you, I don't know, let's say a five-second handicap. And then if you're between 30 and 40, it's a two-second. If you're between 40 and 50, it's a one-second. And over 60, no handicap. No uh-huh. handicap. So I'm like, okay, I and like you can wear I your like thickest this. glasses. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. They roll me out in the walker. <laughs> I get in the car. Take your tennis balls off, put them on your mirror, call it a day. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, but man. I thought that was a very interesting approach is like you, You're over you handicap 60? the drivers. I I'm 65. Know. I did yeah. not know that. I didn't I know either. I just, wow. I did do the math on yeah, my sure. birthday. You're like, uh, take my shoes <laughs> off. I got to get to 20. <laughs> yeah. That would be absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Walking out there with an actual walker. God, yeah. <laughs> just God. to screw yeah. with Horn. people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, what the other drivers are like, because I did not, I only recognized one name of, uh, I know one of the other drivers, the rest Dang. of them. Europeans that I don't know. Huh. who they are so we'll see i, the, I mean and, and so is it one driver per car or do they do the same thing where they have they can bring in three or four one driver, driver per one car. driver yeah. Per yeah. Car. okay yeah. I, I think you can have a reserve driver or something like that sure. so which um, is but, obviously the owner if, if he wants to get in well the that's yeah. right so, he said yeah. i'm bringing my helmet in case sure. you know sure you have a problem or whatever like, don't think i could sit there and watch somebody else drive my car i mean i think it's so cool that you're being given the opportunity but i just i mean i think that's just being selfish really. I, right <laughs> And what's your point? I'm driving the Subaru home. Yeah, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'll sit in the back. Exactly. That's fine. Take me home, same. Fine. Yes, yes. Home, James. Home. See, I'm yeah. the opposite. If I'm out with friends or whatever, and we're you know on a road trip, I'm like, please drive. I just, I just, I just want to. I just, I don't want to drive. 
Speaking like, when you, 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 if you were here the time we were down in Arizona and we went up from uh, Scottsdale to what what town? Was Jerome. It? Jerome. And Andrew drove. And we made Andrew drive the rental car with Perfect. like seven of us in there. Perfect. Yeah. Because <laughs> I don't want to drive. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> get in the car. You have no get choice in, in this. Yeah, get in yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. You're the race car driver. Absolutely. Go have fun. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, this is just, this sounds like an amazing thing. So are, are, is this something that's going to be uh, on TV too that we can watch or see or how? I don't know the answer to that. I, I'm sure they have some kind of live streaming. It might be on, you know, YouTube Euro, or something. Euro Sport or one of yeah. those kind of thing. It's not going to be on, you know, primetime sure. Fox or anything that well, you mean, watch. Should be. Should yeah. be. Yeah. So as, as seeing the things that you've done in the cars you've driven, who are you looking at now as race car drivers? I mean, I can tell you're a big Verstappen fan. <laughs> um, who do I like to watch? Yeah, race? yeah. Um, well, it's interesting. Um, you know, I'm I'm a big F1 fan. I love watching the races now. I'm a big Mercedes fan. I like Lewis and George a lot. I like the McLaren guys a lot. Not a huge Red Bull fan, although I do like Checo. I like Sam Gunn. I'm not a Max fan. Um, I, I think I could become one as he matures. You know, once he hits puberty and all that and, you know, starts to have a little more respect for the if, other drivers. If, yeah. If, yeah. He's certainly talented. I mean, I have yeah. tremendous amount of respect for his talent. He's amazing. Yeah, we can recognize the talent and still say he's kind of a jerk on the track, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he behaves a little badly. But, um, yeah, so I, li- I like watching that. And, you know, I like seeing the, you know, Alonzo is amazing. Love watching him do well. That's this so is neat. fantastic. Yeah. So late in his career. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I kind of align myself with, with the veteran guys, sure. that, you know, because I'd love to see Lewis win an A. I'd love to see Alonzo win a race this year. That would be fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Um, also watch IndyCar a fair bit. And, um, you know, just some of the guys now, the young kids are amazing. Like, they are so good. Congratulations. They're Benjamin really Peterson. M- Benjamin Peterson, yeah. yeah. We've had yeah. him on the show, yeah. 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 And they're making, the, you know, the, the veterans um, work hard for their money. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the guys that, you know, like, yeah. they win. A, and it's so competitive and it's so crazy. You know, in F1, it's the same people pretty much at the front, in the middle, in the back. Yeah. In IndyCar, you can win a race one weekend, and the next weekend you're in 24th, and yeah. you're struggling, and vice versa the next weekend. It's just all mixed up, and it's super intense. It's fun. I don't really watch NASCAR very much, um, although same thing's happening in NASCAR. This is young kids coming up and displacing the, the veterans, and that's just the way racing is. It works. It's always going to be. I, I will say, I, I, I was coming into F1 at the time when I got into it, I was dating somebody, and they were a big Mercedes fan, so we had kind of a rivalry, and I was a more Red Bull. But yeah. And so I started with Verstappen, but Checo has become, he's, he's slowly risen in my, I love that guy. He's yeah. just watching him race, especially being on, on the, the street te- courses. On the street he courses, amazing. but to yeah. be on the team with, with you know, the number yeah. one guy and yeah. still be out there winning and beating, oh, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely no, really that. good. And I just hope we don't get a situation like where I, I feel like with with Mercedes when 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 before Russell came in and we had um, Botas, you know, I felt like yeah. they were telling him like, okay, now slow down and let you know let him go by kind of. Well, thing. I think he, yeah, I mean, there's the number one, number two driver. In, no, in, I get that. I just, I'm that. glad to see that Red Bull's letting Checo kind of. Well, for it. now they are. But for wait, now. Until, right. wait till the last yeah. two races. When they're, they're not. Oh, they're not going to let him. They're, 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 you know, yeah, tied yeah. for so, points. Yeah. That's so, going to be tough. Yeah, agreed. That's but Checo's a hell of a driver. Absolutely. Like, I wonder how that'll play out if, they, if he's like leading and they're like, I'm going to back off. He's like, it's maybe already, it's, not. It's already happened, but I mean, like this yeah. like Miami, it happened basically. He, yeah. was, he was running real well. And then, I mean, and Verstappen did a very good job of coming back up from 12th. Oh, he did. I mean, yeah, that was I think, was you know, impressive. I forgot who the last person that ever did that was, but it wasn't, you know, it's just kind of amazing. It so. was him. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> him. Well, and, and, you know, Lewis has done that 
a number of times number too. Of we times. came from the back to win sprint races and that you know. I, impressive I always say stuff. the thing about Lewis. I, I dislike Lewis just because he's really good. That's <laughs> 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 the only reason. You know, no. I'm I'm glad you didn't say I dislike underdog. Lewis because he's. And then name a car no, because no. <laughs> I would have had to punch you. No, I mean, no, no, no. <laughs> he's in the silver arrows. No, I just, I mean, it, I, yeah. I, I, I recognize his talent and, and the immense amount of talent and what he has brought to that sport. It's so. amazing how many people don't like him. For, it's, I just I think, just, that, you know, comments and things he said and things he's done. And, I mean, there's sometimes I've seen him at style events and I'm like, what are you wearing? But other than that, you know, I mean, the man I, I, can't I, be beat. I saw so. the greatest meme. It was um, a picture of James Hunt shirtless with a beautiful girl you know laying over the car and it was like race car driver the 1970s yep and then the next picture was lewis wearing some kind of clown outfit <laughs> and it was like race car, car driver driving. 2023 yep. and i thought this is really funny yeah. it was really good actually. yeah things have changed things have changed you know, he was probably smoking in the 1970s too oh it probably had a cigarette <laughs> and a glass of champagne yeah. are you filling the gas and, tank and hold and on it was, <laughs> and it was five minutes before pre-grid i mean right. absolutely yeah. a little whiskey and a cigarette makes you run fast. Yeah. Yeah. i'll be back in a minute honey yes, exactly. yeah. Yeah. this won't take long, long. yeah yes. <laughs> nice you said you've uh, been busy with other things, and uh, let's talk about uh, Stuttgart here a little bit. Sure. Um, obviously, we, we, we got a nice little pre-tour of the uh, before the show of the showroom and the repair facility. You've got some amazing cars for sale out there. Um, how did this all come about? I know you purchased it. From, well, Gerber came about. You kind of took that over, but how did Dobson Stuttgart come about? So I've been running. Uh, I bought the business from Walter Gerber, my old team manager. Um, he wanted to retire, and my brother had been working for him. And so I hadn't ever thought of owning a shop, honestly. It was never kind of in my mind. And at, uh, so... At that time, Gerber, was they selling cars and, and doing no. me- mechanics? service okay. only. Just yeah. service. Just okay. service only. Right. Um, and so I ended up making a deal with Walter, buying the shop, and just ran it as Gerber Motorsport. He had a great client list and, you know, good... If it ain't broke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, had, sure. he had the name. And so we just ran it as Gerber. There's no reason not to. And then we started... Want, I wanted to expand. I wanted to get into sales... I wanted to, um, you know, ultimately get in the storage business as well. And just kind of because they, they feed on each other and it, it just, I just want to expand. So we started looking for space and we finally found this spot um, and it was a grow, a grow facility. They were growing marijuana. And the story I heard is that they were growing medical marijuana and then they started growing commercial um, commercial, whatever. I don't know. Right. We're, we're, we're not, we're not marijuana. Non-medical marijuana. Yeah. Non- yeah. yeah. Recrea- non, recreational non-glaucoma legal recreational marijuana yeah, yeah there you right. go yeah well apparently they didn't have a license to do so the feds oh. came and shut them down shut the whole place down <laughs> that does tend and to um so that's when the place became available um we looked at it and i couldn't get my head around it because it was all cut up into these little rooms and finally the 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 people who bought it came to us and said hey if we make this you know a showroom and a, and a shop and all that will you sign a long-term lease so we did that and they remodeled it and we did a lot of tenant improvements and a lot of stuff we did too um so we built ourselves a nice little show it all holds about a dozen cars but we try and do you know a nice selection of porsches and other kind of european sports cars um and not necessarily european cool stuff yeah we just want a cool stuff uh, we don't want to sell pickup trucks and all that you know as a rule the, the, and and we will do we'll do a few little things and, and show some photos but Dan and I walked in here, and there's there's a ton of beautiful Porsches, but we we both honed in on this Volvo that's in the back. Yeah, of all yeah, things, the Volvo. Volvo. All things. Everybody it's, loves the Volvo. It's, it's such amazing. a cool car. Yeah. But here you're you're doing you're doing sales, you're yep. doing service, you're doing restoration, and you're doing storage. Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah. 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 
I the mean, service shop, we, you know, we just carried on. We do Porsche only on service because there's just so many Porsches here now in town. <laughs> yeah, I can and tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there, there's only two shops left, us and Denny Icker up on, on Capitol Hill. Uh, yeah. Everyone yeah. else has moved out to Woodenville, Redmond or somewhere. And if you live in Magnolia or Queen Anne or Ballard or downtown, you don't want to drive to Redmond to get your car worked on. It's a, no. It turns into an all-day thing. And so I think people like us here. Um, so we do that. And then we just open up our storage facility so we can store about 25 cars, 24 cars, depending on what they are, back there in a nice secure area. And, you know, storage helps the ser- service and, and on and on. It kind of feeds on each other. So yeah. we're having a great time. Things continue to grow. Cool stuff, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Matt Adair is our, our sales manager. You guys know Matt, don't yeah. you? Yeah. So he handles all the sales. He's in Montana right now, I think, on a, some kind of thing for Redstein Tires. He's doing a, a TV show or something. Um, and then we've got uh, uh, three techs, my brother, and we've got two, uh, um, a, a journeyman tech and a young uh, apprentice tech, and they're doing really well, learning a lot. My brother's enjoying, you know. I always forget that your brother's that. been in the, the motorsports almost as right. long as you have. Yeah. As far as working he was cars. my crew chief. Yeah. Like he start, we started racing go-karts together when we were kids. Yeah. And then he decided that, you know, he probably liked being on the wrench end rather than the steering wheel end. And so he's been with me to Indy many times and, you know, a bunch of races and Super V. He was my crew chief and all that. So it's so kind of awesome. nice to yeah, really come cool. back. Yeah. 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 And it was being run. I had managers until COVID hit, and then when COVID hit, the uh, uh, my my service writer moved back to England to be with his family, and so I came up here to hire somebody else to run it because I had the software business in Portland. Well, I got up here and realized you couldn't hire anyone. No yeah. one wanted to work. It was yeah. COVID. You got free money, so why would you work? Right. So I thought, well, my dad's getting older. I'm from Seattle. All my friends are up here. I don't really need to be in Portland because it's software business. I can do it anywhere. So I just decided to move back up here and do it myself. I'm just having a ball. You found the right guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm Willing to work for peanuts. Yeah, yeah exactly. He'll work for nothing. Yeah. Yeah. He'll work long hours. Yeah. 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 I can yell at him in the mirror if he's not doing his job. Yeah. That's so, right. Yeah. That's right. That's absolutely awesome. It's it's a wonderful shop. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, we will put uh, the uh, the website and everything that you, you have for, you know, in Finish that statement for me. We will put all of your links on <laughs> the show you. notes. There you go. And like, so we yeah. can find you. But you are an Avance partner. Yeah. Or, yeah, we are. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So just so Avance members, just so you know, there's a lot of you over here with uh, Porsches and anything European, but uh, Porsches obviously for service. So come here. Come but, check it out. Yeah. Come, come check, check it out. Because yeah. I love the building because it's discreet, which it needs to be for this kind of, these kind of vehicles. But it's also you get inside and I just love it. Like it's so clean. Like we we said when we came in, Nick said eat it. He's like floor. he's like as expected. You can eat off the floor. It's that kind of service <laughs> yeah. shop, and it's just once beautiful in a while here. I do. Like if, I was going to yeah. say, you I and I have eaten off the floor in Monterey yeah. hundreds <laughs> of times, so I know what it's like. So yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. If you go back to episode sixty six, we looked it up, which is when we first had Dominic on the show. So a long time ago, this will be episode like ninety something. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Um, we we joked about like the. Um, glamorous accommodations we have shared in Monterey. Yeah. All sleeping in the same room on blow-up mattresses. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. And, we were, well, and we're thankful for it. Yeah. I stayed oh, in that same house last year. Yeah. For the, sorry, but there's only three of us and it was perfect. Yeah. We, we all had dog. a bed. We, we'd have to fight over the bathroom or the shower. You know we're going back. We're staying there this I year. I know. She told but, me. But we, like, have, uh, we, have, we have better accommodations. Not better accommodations, but we have more bathrooms and that's being oh, solved. Yeah, nobody, she, the yeah. almighty leader is figured it out. Nobody has yeah, to sleep yeah, in the creepy doll room? What? You know, I, it's, it's funny. I've, 
I like that room. <laughs> I like that room. Is too. that the one with the like three beds that yep. are this wide? No, no, no. It's no. the one that's like right, right on the, the back middle. of the kitchen. That's got it's like the one little oh. bed, and, and there's all the dolls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that one. And it's dark, yeah. so yeah, it's nice. But yeah, it's funny. It's it's a good time. So yeah, I mean, uh, we have. I think that's I think that's originally where we met was because you came down I think there. It was. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, right. we were all having our haircut at, at, at Katrina's. That must then, have been oh, fifteen years ago. Ten. It's got to be at least ten. 12, at least yeah, 10, ten. Twelve. Yeah. yeah um, like so it's then been, we spent a lot of time together at Concourso. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Been volunteering down there for I don't know five years or so. <laughs> yeah. Got a lot of enough. Yeah. You've been there longer now. Quite I've, a bit. I've been, over ten years. Yeah. So I hear you might even be joining us this year for a few a few festivities. Hopefully. Maybe yes. I have to see. I'm doing a lot of traveling, and then I'm planning on doing Rensport. We're building this yeah. special project, um, which I don't want to talk about too much. But the goal is to get it done in time for Rensport. So okay. if I'm if I'm gonna do Lamont and Rensport, I probably oh. might just skip Monterey this year. I was gonna but ask you no, about that special project. project. We're not gonna talk about yeah. on the show yet. Okay. Well, we'll just say we're building a very special Porsche with uh, electric Tesla power. Yes. I'll, I'll just leave it, it at that. And it will be a much better car as a result of that power. We are trying to build the nicest 914 conversion that's been done. That's our goal. Yeah. In terms of just the quality of the build, the speed, and all that stuff. Um, when is Rensport? It's the end of September. It's the end of September. Yeah. Okay. So Aggressive. we've got a lot of work to do. Our goal is to have it up and running uh, July and then um, make sure we get all the mechanical stuff done and then you know, strip it down, paint, do all the so shiny cool. stuff. We can't um, wait. Yeah, well, definitely when you when you get it done and, and get photos done, we want to see them. We want to post that up because I think that's going to be really neat to see. And you know, yeah, we'll we'll start posting some photos as we get. But right now, there's really not much to look at but a bunch of metal and sure. Yeah, that's something. My so. first introduction was Porsche. It was my brother's nine fourteen. So yep. it was a very special place in my heart. But it was one of those cars that once you drove it, there were so many things you wanted to improve. Ah. And yeah. so it, it really is like the 914.6 is not is the, the one everybody looks at the GT and thinks, oh, that's awesome. But if you drive a regular 914, you're like, this could use another 100 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> could use well, more. If you think about it, the 914 was really the basis for the Boxster. Yes. You know, and then the 914 or the, the GT, the 914.6 was kind of like the Boxster S, you know, yeah. the, um, but yeah, very cool car. Um, at the time, but I yeah, not it. not exactly a speedster, right? But yeah. really cool, really fun car, especially with the Targa roof that popped right off, yep. put in the trunk. You know, it was a cool car, yeah, yeah. and mid engine, so it did handle pretty well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I I want to see, and I I want to get some opinion when somebody gets on the in the GT4 RS. I think that's the new fun little toy. So, oh yeah, have you had any, any experience seeing one? Or I've not seen one or driven one. Okay, yep. have you seen? Did you see the new Boxster? Hmm. They have a new Boxster RS. Oh, cool! Basically, it's basically a GT4 RS, but in a Boxster chassis. Okay, yeah, and it looks great. Like, mm. I've been horses. Horses don't ever not look. Like, no, I mean, they really do it's look hard not to. good and yeah. and work Dry well. well. You know, yeah. we we love seeing the newer cars here. We you know we work on everything, everything from the old 356s all the way up through all the air cooled stuff and the water cooled stuff. And we're starting to see newer newer cars here. Yeah, um, because you know it. it um, even people who buy those cars that don't necessarily want to, you know, get them serviced at the dealer, especially if they're going to track them or something. Yeah. Um, they, they, so we're getting to see more and more of those and it's great to see. Well, I mean, I always say when people, I mean, if you buy your car new, you know, take it into the, in there and have it serviced. That's great. But the minute yep. that's up, go find some place like this that, you know, where you, you can, you know, the mechanic, you'll always know the mechanic, you know, his family, you know, everything about him. Yeah. He's not going to lie. He's not going to be like, well, I think, you know, it's, this well, is what's wrong. This is what you got to fix. Well, you can do factory maintenance here, can't you? Like even under new. Yeah. Oh, we can yeah. do everything. Yeah. 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 Cause you just, yeah, we, just, we just can't do, report. we, we can't do warranty work. 
That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I'm yes. saying yes. as long for as your car's work. under warranty, take it into the into, into the dealership. Well, for warranty work. Yeah. You can get for warranty regular maintenance. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah. Can, we, we can do an oil change or tires or brakes yeah. or anything like that without voiding any warranty. Yeah. You know, people ask me that sometimes. They're worried that, you know, if they Common come in here for an oil yeah. change, it somehow voids the warranty. I You're said, correct. well. I've, I, I did say that wrong. For, for all your warranty work and, and things like right. that. Right. That's what I said. I just okay, want to clarify. Sorry. Like, yeah, yeah you, don't, yes. you don't have to do, like, your maintenance of the deal. You yeah. can do wherever. Yeah. But Agreed. You want, the main thing is you get a good shop that will report it to your Carfax so you can have that, like, record. Because that's right. the main thing. Yeah. Especially with oh, Porsches. Uh, you, you know, yeah. this is everything now. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is this is your biopsy, right, for your yeah. car, and it tells you, you know, what's been done and what doesn't. We know everything. Yeah, I have a conversation <laughs> about Carfax coming up on a Carter Automotive Group tip of the week. Oh, okay. Just so you know, but uh, yeah, I've, I've done a lot of digging. Are you going to tell me it's not an actual fox that does it? No, unfortunately oh not. My world, my world is blown. I know. You <laughs> so, don't want a fat fox. I okay. looked into it. I tried. Fair enough. <laughs> Speaking of a Carter, doesn't I think Wade Carter's got a 962. He does. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. He, he brought it out to our, you know, we yep. do a speed day event at Laguna Seca every year. Mm-hmm. We had to miss this year because they, they paved huh? it. They repaved the track. But uh, two years ago, he brought his 962 out and he had a F1 car, I think, too. Yep. Yep. So yep. we came out and drove it. Yeah, yeah we've, seen, we've, we've seen that too. car a lot. Actually. Yeah, yeah, the Carters are hardcore automotive enthusiasts. Oh, yeah, yeah. big time. Big time so. car enthusiasts. So, Which is funny because he's the most down-to-earth kind person. I mean, not, no, he's but awesome. it's just yeah. You, would, yeah. you wouldn't ever know unless unless you yeah. know him. It's, it's just a wonderful man. I mean, and the, and the dealerships they built, obviously, through that family are incredible. So. Yeah. 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 No, he's a hell of a race car driver, but yeah. if you meet him, you think maybe he's the accountant or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Low-key yeah. and kind of quiet. He probably could be, too. Quiet, humble. He's that type of brain. I'm sure he has a yeah, good head for numbers. Absolutely. So, well, Dominic, I really appreciate you taking time. I know you were you were closed when we got here. Um, of course, appreciate it. Um, you know, and we look forward to really hearing about how your adventures go, and you know, having you back on the podcast. Another what? How many episodes? With two hundred and thirty episodes after? Yeah, since <laughs> and another two hundred thirty episodes. You're back. Okay, great. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Maybe a post Lamar end of the season. Thing love would to be good. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'd love to have yeah, that. And we always in. we do a thing. Uh, we started a new series. I want to make sure we mention that again. Yeah. Uh, so we're doing additional episodes. We do a weekly episode. That is interviews, meeting with people, things like that. And then every other week is the plan so far. Maybe more often we're doing a thing called Shop Talk where we just shoot the shit and talk about working in shops and projects we got going on, our own personal stuff, and just any just kind of see where the conversation goes, fun time. So if you if you want to talk more about the 914 project, you want to talk about your own sure. work just for fun, it's very off the cuff. We would love to have you back. If you just that. need to talk, Dominic, you know, right. call somebody yeah. else. No, I will, yes. In fact, you can, I, I, I can't keep a shrink for more than about a week. They, they fire me. Yeah. Next time you were over in the in the nondescript shop, yeah. Yeah. that we How many, yeah. we How many times with, can you hear somebody go, you need Jesus? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, the skunk works. Yeah, yes, that's exactly. what we're going to call it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Next yes. time you're over in the skunk, skunk works, works area, yes. which is close to my area, you can yeah. come up to my shop and we yeah. will. I will gladly provide the wine and yes. we can Deal. hang out and talk cars and just Deal. hang out. So I'd love that. Excellent. That good. Well, we always appreciate it, my friends. Yeah. Right. Good Thank times. you. For this episode of the Avance Podcast, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.